Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Welcome back to World War Three. Joining us today, we have social and political commentator and Canadian refugee, Lauren Chen. I love pronouncing you as a refugee. <laughs> political commentator and Instagram absolute savage, Corinne Tatum. I think she's now Corinne 3.0. <laughs> and former police officer and author of Beaten Black and Blue, Brandon Tatum is back. Pregnant people on this side, Tatum's on that side. Okay, internet, a lot of hot takes. Um, also, I just think that the propaganda has been off the chain. But first, I just want to get into plausibly the worst takes in Western media. And we have to start with Annalyn McCord. Very beautiful girl, also an actress. Keep that in mind. Let's watch her way to deal with this conflict by writing a poem to Vladimir Putin and pop posting it on the internet. Dear President Vladimir Putin, I'm so sorry that I was not your mother. If I was your mother, you would have been so loved, held in the arms of joyous light. Never would the stories plight the world unfurled before our eyes, a pure demise of nations sitting peaceful under a night sky. If I was your mother, the world would have been warm so much laughter and joy and nothing would harm. I can't imagine the stain, the soul-stealing pain that the little boy you must have seen and believed and the formulation of thought quickly taught that you lived in a cruel, unjust world. Is this why you now decide no one will get the best of you? Is this why you do not hide nor away shy from taking back the world? It was it because so early in life, all that strife wrapped your little body with fear. If I was, I can't, I I can't take anymore. Just stop it, please. Honestly, I tried. Just stop it right there. That's enough. Um, Honestly, she sounds more eloquent than President Biden and Kamala. True. I would. I'm going to glass half full that. What do you guys think of her beautiful poem? What do you actually? What do you think? Putin is thinking if he sees this on the internet. Oh, he's due to surrender any moment now. I mean, like, if that doesn't do it, then I don't know what else we can do, frankly. We've thrown our best poets at him. Yeah, I can't believe he actually may have seen that and decided to still continue with attacks on Ukraine. Like, I don't know how she didn't change his mind. Must have just been a language issue. I can't think of anything. Are we not the most, in, like, it's just like everyone's stepping up to the plate to embarrass us more. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's not enough that we have our, our leaders, just, you know, every day that President Biden tries to compose a sentence. It's embarrassing. But now we have the actors and the actresses writing poems, if I was your mother. Like, this I would find to be weird if I was a three-year-old and it was actually my mother, right? I'd be like, why are you writing poetry to me, Mom? This is weird. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's weird that she was actually serious. Yeah. You know, I thought this was satire, but I, I really do think that she honestly took the time to write that. 
in, in, in hopes that it will convince anybody yep. to do anything positive. But I think it's very weird. And these people are out of touch with reality, for yeah. sure. This is, this is what Hollywood is. I mean, right. they're just, they act all the time. And this looks to me like one of those drama classes. Like when you go to drama school and you're on stage and you're sitting in one chair and like the lights are low <laughs> and you and then your teacher tells you marvelous Adeline, marvelous <laughs> um but this was embarrassing <laughs> not actually the worst take though oh no, no no so actually i love this next one i'm not gonna lie um she is me secretly joy behar i never thought sister that i would feel you more in a moment but this is what she had to say about the russian ukraine conflict we're talking yeah. about five million people yeah. that that are going to be displaced. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's heartbreaking to hear what is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm scared of what's going to happen in in Western Europe too. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just you plan a trip. You want to go there. I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of of uh, the pandemic. And now this, you know, it's yeah. it's like who's gonna what's going to happen there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I can, okay, I can empathize. Tickets are expensive. Yeah. Planning is hard. I could see kind of, you know, if you're seeing this news in the back of your mind, a little part of you is like, oh, but I just booked. and I, You know, I, okay, I understand. But actually coming out and saying that when people have just been talking about the possible refugee crisis, it's like, eh, that's okay. A little, seeming a little bit out of touch. Maybe we keep that on the inside. Just, yeah. She does not care. I mean, I... <laughs> I don't know what a better way to say it. Like, while people are going through such a traumatic situation, she's only thinking about her vacation. And it's apparent. These people, and if, if anybody on the right would have said anything close to what oh, she yeah. said, oh. they will be drugged right now mm -hmm. through the mud as, a, you know, a Nazi or something. So I think it's embarrassing for her to do that, but it, her true colors have come out. It's not shocking. It reminds me of, um, I think it was Kelly Osborne, either on The View or The Talk, when talking about Trump and illegal immigration was like, well, where are we going to get our maids from? Yeah. Like, if they close the border, who's going to clean our toilets? Yeah. And so it just shows how out of touch these celebrities are of, like, they lecture us on privilege, and it's like that's where her thought process is. Like, oh, no, my fancy vacation to Italy. Oh, no, poor me. Yeah. It's the hypocrisy is insane. I mean, personally, I love raw, unfiltered elitism. I think it's beautiful. It's like manuka honey. It's just, it's just raw. It's unfiltered. It's good for you. Sometimes just hear her say it. And she genuinely looks scared, by the way. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sympathizing, but she looks scared. She's like, I haven't been to the Amalfi Coast in three years. <laughs> Literally years. She so may now have I gotta, to go to she, she might have to go to Cancun. Oh. It's not what she wants. <laughs> and she's so good. If this gets into Europe, she's not going to hit the Mediterranean. And this is something that, you know what, Joy? Yeah. I feel you, girl. It's sad. It is the mark of privilege. I just like, I just want people to just see this. Like we are just in the West, just the most privileged, out of touch human beings that have ever walked the face of the planet. And I got to, I got to give credit to my girl Joy Behar for that. Before we continue with the show, I want to take a moment to talk about inflation. What does our current out of control inflation look like? It looks like paying 47% more for fuel than you did a year ago. It looks like paying 41% more for the same used vehicle if you buy it this year instead of last. It looks like paying almost 10% more to feed your family. It looks like every dollar in your savings is worth less than it was a year ago. Hedge against the US dollar by investing in something with real value, gold and silver, from Birch Gold. 
Precious metals have historically been a safe haven in times of inflation, and Birch Gold is the leader in converting IRAs and 401ks into a tax-sheltered IRA backed by gold and silver. With thousands of satisfied customers and A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold can help you protect your savings. Text Candice to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. There is no obligation to get this info. Just text Candice to 989898 to get your free info kit today. If you just thought there could maybe be a situation that you couldn't actually wring racism out of, this would be it, right? Russians versus Ukrainians, I don't think there's a single black person that lives over there. Like, there's <laughs> definitely nothing about racism happening over here, and yet somehow on the internet, people were able to talk about how this actually was racism, because it's always racism. Everything plus everything minus everything divided everything equals racism. We all know that by now. This woman on the internet says they can't even empathize with black or brown suffering. If you're not white, they think you deserved it, you don't feel pain, or you're better off being subjugated. Being like that is so weird. So there, people are upset on the internet because attention is being given to Ukraine. Um, this is another person who says, sorry, y'all, but this is hard. Solidarity to Ukraine, but trying to keep up with news analysis and balancing the anti-blackness is becoming impossible. We are not accustomed to pain and violence. We didn't get used to it. It's not a reason to dismiss the value of our lives. <sighs> Embarrassing. Yeah. Embarrassing for the black race, I have to say. <laughs> I know they don't speak for everybody, but that is that is atrocious that people are literally bombs are falling on people and you see people scrambling and, and the government falling apart over there. And, and literally a, a country is being invaded to a certain degree and they are worrying about black folks. And these are the black people that live in America, that live in so, such privilege, have never probably picked up anything to work with in the field or do any of these things. And they're complaining and perpetuation of complaining is what I see. In, and it's embarrassing that they would take this approach. Yeah. I don't know what's shocking or least shocking, the fact that she has a PhD in her title. Like, <laughs> should we be shocked that a doctorate student would speak like this? Or should we be not shocked that? A, not shocked. And not shocked. <laughs> well, I think here she's, I'm sorry, I'm probably misgendering someone at this point, <laughs> uh, regardless of what I say. But I, I think it's reasonable to question why so much attention is being paid to Ukraine specifically. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, I think, factors at play, whether that's governments or media who are specifically drawing our attention to this one conflict when we have no shortage of conflicts in this world, but trying to say it's because of racism that we're focusing here. I don't know how much history this person knows. Uh, historically, white supremacists have not been very, you know, in bed with the Slavic people. <laughs> like this. Yeah. <laughs> not fans of that. Um, and it's just, it's a very superficial analysis. And frankly, this could only come from a person who is so obviously privileged that they make everything about themselves. Right. And that's the thing is that, that that's what it is. It's like, can we take our foot off of the racism pedal for one second? And the answer is no. Like no. people are just so accustomed to everything being about black issues and black race that the second they go, oh, look, somebody else might actually be suffering oppression that's right. not black. They go, whoa, 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 whoa. If this, the only reason this is being ignored is because like, you know, we're black and it's like, guys, have you been in America for the last two years? Did we not just burn, forget America, the entire world for George no. Floyd? Did the whole world burn for George Floyd? Is it not enough? Like, what do you need to feel like you've gotten attention? Because I felt like, you know, six weeks of summer protests burning all across the globe for a criminal was like pretty much like, you know, you're pretty important, you know? <laughs> like, if you need a bigger birthday party than that, like, you know, you're just never, you're never going to be satisfied in life, you know? Don't forget the golden right. caskets and all this other stuff that yeah. was... 
They, they buried this Florida. criminal in a golden casket. Yeah. You know what I mean? He had three funerals. Yeah. Three funerals. He had more funerals than any black person that I can possibly think. I don't know any black person in history that's had three funerals. I'm not even being funny. Like, maybe... No, I, don't, I no. can't think of anybody. Yeah. I can't think of anybody. It well, hasn't I mean, this, happened. It hasn't this happened. This is also, uh, today actually this morning, I saw that one outlet, I forget which one it is, but I'm sure everyone else is going to be on board by the end of the day, actually suggesting Black History Year. Um, uh, so obviously we just yes. need to introduce. And the thing is, like, okay, if you want to talk about ethnic tensions in Ukraine, there's probably some of that between Russian speakers, Ukrainian speakers, and, you know, there are ethnic minorities there as well. But to literally just see the world as black versus white, yeah. I'm sorry, but that is painting yourself as so very clearly ignorant and, right. you know, obsessed with American politics. And you can't always just replace that lens into, like, whatever situation you want. Right, right, absolutely. And then, like, to, I mean, to give... Maybe just try to give this person like a little bit of credit. If it would have been a much more intellectual discussion, if they wanted to point to what happened in Somalia that nobody is talking about, which right. is the fact that the Biden administration has dropped bombs in Somalia, and for whatever reason, the narrative is that when the United States drops bomb, we're, bo drops bombs, we're always spreading democracy. If anybody else drops bombs without the United States say so, they're spreading terrorism, and that's a very much larger discussion that we can have. And it's not because these people are black and brown, it's because this is how it's always been. Like when the United States drops bombs, it's like across the board, we live in the West, we had to do it, it's amazing. Even like freedom weapons- Freedom bombs versus freedom bombs. terrorism bombs. <laughs> exactly, like they, they, they don't bang the same apparently. It's like, you know, that's a freedom bomb we're dropping, FYI, and giant crater in the middle of Iraq. It's a freedom bomb, don't you worry about it. And that's a, that's a, that's a discussion that's actually worth having, right? Yeah, and definitely. I think, sure. but if you have a discussion, then you work for the Kremlin, so we are not going to have that discussion today on the panel because I'm in trouble with the internet. So I gotta be, <laughs> leave that alone. Okay, I actually am, am, am building up to this worst take on the internet. Guys, if this is not the most embarrassing, I, I actually couldn't believe my eyes when I saw it and then I just got off of Twitter. I was like, I'm done now. <laughs> I'm actually done. Okay, so this is the chief of MI6. You guys know MI6 is the UK's CIA. So this is the head of the CIA um, of the, uh, in UK who decided to tweet this in the middle of everything going on. With the tragedy and destruction unfolding so distressingly in Ukraine, we should remember the values and hard-won freedoms that distinguish us from Putin, none more than LGBT plus rights. So let's resume our series of tweets to mark LGBTH month. What's the H for? History month. I thought, are you sure? Or is it another or is it another letter they got? You never know. You never know. They get they got Q's and R's and S's <laughs> yeah, at certain point. You don't know that. <laughs> it could now actually be LGBT HM awareness. <laughs> right. 2022. I mean, is there, like, I mean, why don't we just send out a thing that says, hey, we're really weak, take us over and drop some bombs? Yeah. Because if that does I mean, not that's signify. that's essentially what that says. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, China, just do it. Just do it. You know what I mean? I think I'm okay with it because it's got to be better than this. If this, the people that are at the helm of our country providing security, saying that, like, none, nothing more important to show how important and amazing the West is than to talk about LGBT. QHM now <laughs> awareness. It's just, it's confusing that the head of the of MI6 would be tweeting this. And it's also, I kind of, this inspired me to look into LGBT issues in Ukraine specifically a lot because oftentimes the dichotomy is being painted between the Russian government uh, supposed to support the Ukrainian government. And obviously Russia has been heavily criticized for its treatment of LGBT people. I don't want to like 
hit on Ukraine when they're down and things, but in terms of what the government does, uh, you know, globally, they're pretty good for LGBT issues. Uh, you know, it's legal to have same-sex relations. You can serve in the military and be LGBT, things like that. But there's no gay marriage. You can't adopt if you're a gay couple. I was told as recently as probably like last week by the progressive left that that is literally killing gay people and homophobia and it's terrible. Now we're kind of painting Ukraine as this bastard of human rights, even though, uh, you know, if we were- They're just not. not. They're just not, yeah. frankly. And so this, this, this was confusing on several levels to me. Right, right. What's, but, well, I don't, uh, go ahead, baby. But facts don't matter. So feelings are all that matter. And <laughs> Hillary Clinton, George Soros, they've all told us that we need to support Ukraine. We need to- um, And the government specifically, not just the people. Correct, right? correct, which is to me two separate things. Right. But it's like if they're saying we need to support them, then that's just it. Don't, don't look any deeper. Facts don't matter. Um, but yeah, it's, are we shocked that LGBTQ and the race hustlers had to find a way to like, inject their, you know, their brand of oppression into a situation that has nothing to do with either of those things? Yeah, it's very alarming to me that why is, what does LGBTQ have to do with this? Nothing. Just like the racism thing. It's just, it's, it, it, it makes me believe that it's a bigger agenda. Mm. This is not about an individual wanting to be happy and being able to marry who they want to marry. This is like a literal takeover. They want to force this down your throat. You're starting to and sound make like a Russian kids. spy. <laughs> Question the narrative. I guess I'm a Russian spy because they're trying to make your kids be trans and transition and curious and ridiculous. I mean, they, they're forcing this on people. Even during a conflict, they're oh. doing it. So I, I don't know. I'm very suspicious when I see people do stuff like that. I am suspicious anytime George Show tells me to right. support anything. Like we know this this man like could not be dirtier, more involved yeah. in in trying to destabilize the world. And and this is actually why slowly before this conflict even broke out, I've been covering these foreign policy things, like making people aware of what was going on with NATO. Even that topic now, you can't talk about it on the internet, right? So there's like this push suddenly for journalists to pretend that NATO never provided assurances to, to Gorbachev, um, you know, for German reunification. And it's, it's so blatantly dishonest, right? It's like, you don't need to be pro-Russian, you don't need to be pro-America, you need to be pro-truth, right? Mm -hmm. And to understand how these conflicts arise. And the point is that they arise because you have people like the government telling you poor information and very low information be, you know, being put down to the people. They think it's, this comes down to you know, LGBTQ issues or something ridiculous. They have no idea what's going on in that region. Most people can't even point out Ukraine on a map. Right. And, and so they're able to kind of run with this. And people have to get involved and understand that the world is energy, first and foremost. We're talking about resources. We're talking about energy. We're talking about money. And we should be talking about why Hunter Biden and Burisma, they're doing deals in Ukraine, why we know that they've been money, you know, money laundering for a while, why they impeached Trump for even looking at Ukraine over a perfect phone call. Remember that whole debacle? Yep. They, the second he even spoke about possible corruption in Ukraine, that went away. And yet you're not allowed to talk about it on the Internet without being accused, quite ridiculously, of being a Russian spy. Yeah, and this is something I feel like the establishment, whether that's left or right, frankly, have been kind of covering up or building toward for a while now because I feel like for a lot of people who are reacting to this kind of on an emotional, visceral level, they are being influenced by the fact for the past, what is it, six years now, we have heard Russia has installed Trump, they're working to undermine you know, American democracy and all of these things. This is not to defend Russia, but I mean, when the propaganda has gotten to the point where you're literally be, being called a traitor when you say, hang on a second, maybe we should be energy independent, hang on a second, maybe we shouldn't be funneling money to this, I mean, 
objectively corrupt country, right. um, then I think things have gone too far and it just makes sense to step back and question things. And that's, again, it's not being pro-Russia to say that. Right, and, and, and yet they, they make it seem as if it is. And, and right. that's the whole point, and you learn that in the West, is that we really have become a religion of ignorance. People don't know about foreign policy. They don't understand how things work. And it worked to nothing but for the benefit of the government. And, you know, I, I saw yesterday abolish NATO was trending, and then obviously all the Twitter trolls, these aren't even real accounts, came out and attacked that. And most people don't even, don't even know what NATO is. You know, that is the thing, is they don't even know what NATO is. We're not learning that in school because we're focused on CRT, yep. because we're fo focused on LGBTQ. And it's why I say that the government's initiatives educationally are to turn people mm -hmm. into, into slaves again, because slaves were not allowed to learn how to read when we had slavery in America for a reason. Yeah. Because when people are ignorant, they're incredibly malleable. They're like toddlers. You can tell them whatever, tell them Santa Claus is real, tell them the <laughs> Easter Bunny's outside, and they'll get excited whenever you, you know, you, you can control them emotionally, and that is what is actually happening right now in the West. Yeah, and I don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to look at it and say, this is weird that everybody's coming out in this weird obsession of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. I know nothing about Ukraine. I, could care, I couldn't care less, in my, in my opinion. I know nothing about it. But when I see people making the president of Ukraine this hero, and right. every, I mean, and then, and then you, all you got to do is take a little time, let it fizzle, and then you'll start seeing, well, that picture is not accurate. That's not even a real picture of what happened more recently. Oh, yeah. Some of these bombs and these, you know, these this wartime, um, you know, yeah. videos and stuff that are out there aren't even during this time period. So all you have to do is watch where these idiots are running, and then you say, wait a minute, let me let this unfold. Just like police situations in this country, mm -hmm. just like George Floyd. You know, if you didn't know nothing about George Floyd, all you got to do is watch all these idiots cry in the middle of the street acting like he was the, a saint. You right. say, well, okay, let me just start looking it up. And then what do you find? Mm -hmm. There is a lot more to this than what's being presented. Mm -hmm. And that's why they say truth is the first casualty of war. And that's what we're seeing right now. World War III is without question an information war. And I'll tell you, us in the West, we are losing. <laughs> We've been losing it for a long time. Before, before Russia dropped any bombs on Ukraine, we have been losing the information war. And, and, but I think people are now starting to have an awakening and start to question narratives, which is good. We will get back to the show in just a moment. But first, inflation is out of control, and we see that more than ever in the grocery store. Prices keep hitting new all-time highs for meat and seafood. Cooking and grilling at home used to be the way to save money, but with prices up nearly 20%, even that seems like a thing of the past. If you're looking to save money without sacrificing quality, then you need to check out Good Ranchers. They deliver delicious, high-quality American meat directly to your door for a great price. Right now, you can get $30 off their already low prices by visiting goodranchers.com slash Candice. You can do a one-time order or subscribe and save an additional $25 on each box. Plus, when you subscribe, your price will never go up for the life of your subscription. You can't lock in your grocery store price, but you can lock in your Good Ranchers price by subscribing. This is the way to inflation-proof your meals. It's extremely convenient and easy to manage. You'll be torn between talking about how great the food is and how much you saved on it. Go to goodranchers.com slash Candice and use my code Candice to enjoy your box of 100% American meat and your $30 savings. Order now to combat inflation with Good Ranchers. American meat delivered. I do want to shift to this story in California. You guys may have been following it. Um, Hannah Tubbs, formerly James Tubbs, pleaded guilty to molesting a girl in a women, women's bathroom eight years ago when Tubbs was two weeks from turning 18. Obviously, you guys know in Los Angeles, you've got this um, Attorney General Gaskin who is just, the rules are basically do whatever you want and leave prison, I guess, now in LA. Um, 
So he calls his dad uh, while he's in prison, and he basically just gloats over how light the sentencing is going to be, and he, he molested a child, right? Um, so here is just a little excerpt of what that phone conversation was. Don't worry about it. It's a strike, but they're going to plead. I'm going to plead out to it. I'm going to plead guilty. They're going to stick me on probation, and it's going to be dropped. It's going to be done. Done. I won't have to register once or nothing. For an offender, you don't have to register? I won't have to do none of that. So what are they going to do to you then? Nothing. Gascon now admits the tub sentence not tough enough, saying in a statement, if we knew about her disregard for the harm she caused, we would have handled this case differently. The complex issues and facts of her particular case were unusual, and I should have treated them that way. Ooh, I want to cuss, but I'm not going <laughs> to cuss. I'm not going to do it. The fact that this fool is referring to this dude as a her is already, it already tell you all you need to know. Mm -hmm. Homeboy ain't cut his facial hair. He ain't trying to do nothing. Ain't got nothing going on to look like a girl. He looked like a, a, a dude. And you got Gascon calling him a her. I, I can't, I don't understand. I'm going to let you take it, baby, because I'm going to get crazy on here. <laughs> yeah, as, as the mother of a toddler, I'm, I'm almost speechless right now. I, what I really want to say will get Daily Wire taken off of the internet, <laughs> um, so I won't say it. But I think, I mean, it goes without saying. Like, there's no punishment harsh enough for that man. Gascon his, himself needs to be under the jail. I used to live in L.A., um, Seeing what's happened in L.A. is just insane what Gascon has allowed to happen. I do think that all of the celebrities who endorsed and backed and pushed everyone, low-information voters, to um, elect Gascon, all those celebrities need to be held accountable. Um, they're quiet as church mouses right now, seeing um, the destruction that they've caused. And I think we see all the time the left likes to talk about criminal justice reform, which is something that people broadly support, right? Because I think a lot of people want to focus more on things like rehabilitation than just punishment. But what that actually amounts to in practice is just no laws. Do whatever you want. And for people who talk about things like community safety all the time, it really doesn't seem like they give a damn about actual community safety. But this is kind of interesting to me on a broader level because we this is not the first time we've seen a male criminal try to identify as female get easier sentencing or put in a female prison where it's kind of cushier, less dangerous, and victims galore. Um, I have wondered at the back of my head just how that affects sentencing, though, because we know women on average get lighter sentences. How does, like, if you were to just identify as trans, are you also right. off easier now for the oppression? You are. Apparently. The answer is yes. And what bothers me about Gascon's statement is he says this was an unusual circumstance. No, this is the usual uh, yeah. circumstance yeah. that is happening when you're yeah. talking about transgender crimes. Right. All the stuff that we have been saying as conservatives well, about why this is a slippery slope. What better way uh, to masquerade as a pedophile than under the LGBTQ whatever mm -hmm. banner, right? And and this is the problem, is that people are, are not calling out pedophilia that is now existing under this. It is happening all across the board. You're seeing perverts that are going, oh, okay, well now I can say I'm, I'm queer or or this or that, and you have a bunch of people that are lesbian and gay who, sh who are basically under duress, who should have been calling this out a while ago, because I would never allow someone to pretend that they were in my group. I don't know if they feel guilt, they can't say anything out loud, or they're afraid that they're going to get castigated because this is actually an incredibly vicious community. I've said this from the beginning. The most vicious social justice movement is the LBGTQ alphabet community, okay? Like, they come after people, and they attack, and they're vicious, and they never let up, and they're allowed to do it because they're claiming, you know, oh, we're a we're a protected victim class. Not with me, okay? <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me be a little Anna Lynn McCord. Let me write a little poem, okay? <laughs> 
if I was your mother, Hannah Tubbs, I would have whooped your butt. And if I was your father, I would have personally called the prison and requested, if I was your father, that you stay in prison because yes. you're an absolute creep and a despicable human being and you're also a man that molested a child. The end. But what were you gonna say, Brandon? Because I already said it, so you can now you can get upset. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm calm now. You're calm? You're yeah. calm my nerves. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think that it's, it's crazy. And this LGBTQ thing is just, it bothers me because, like you said, and many people on this panel, it's a slippery slope. A lot of what I see in the movement is sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what it is. I mean, nobody cares about whether who you love or whatever. It's when you start sexualizing everything. When you make your life decisions about who you sleep with. Because... Mm -hmm. Nobody should know, nobody should care. But then it goes from that to somebody saying that they're bisexual, which I think you just, you just a freak. Don't know, no, I don't care what you say. <laughs> you want both of them, you a freak. You, you, <laughs> so you, you wanna go there and then trans and then keep going and then before you know it, these people who are pedophiles are gonna sneak their way in. Why do I say that? Because it starts by saying, I was born this way. Mm -hmm. I was having this discussion with a guy in the cigar lounge. He said, get, people who are homosexual say they're born this way. If you want to believe that, then the person who's a pedophile is going to say, I was born this way. Right. Yeah. Then they decriminalize it to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. And we, we think now in this country, it will never be decriminalized completely. You wait mm -hmm. about 10, 15 years, you'll see more people transitioning and doing all this sort of stuff to circumvent the system and be able to molest children without uh, prosecution. Well, yeah, there's professors at these Ivy League you know, colleges mm -hmm. teaching courses and yeah. writing articles and trying to sneak it in there. And like, oh, it's a, you know, I, I, we identify this way. And... It's, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, and there's nothing wrong with being attracted. You know, yeah. They don't even call them pedophiles anymore. They want to, you know, how they use language to push their uh, their criminal behavior. They don't call it... Minor attracted. Yes. Per, attracted you're not a person. pedophile anymore. Yeah. Now you're a minor attracted person. Right. So that doesn't sound so bad. Um, so, yeah, it's... And it, they're it's arguing slow. to destigmatize it because yes. they're saying, oh, well, if it's destigmatized, people yes. will be more encouraged to actually go seek out help. It's like... Let's take a step back and see how that worked out with the trans issue. Yeah. Right now that we've destigmatized, uh, I guess, gender dysphoria, like, has it led to fewer people being trans and more people actually seeking to be cured, not just pumped full of hormones? Or has it just exploded the movement and now everyone thinks it's okay, it's justifiable, and this is the hot new thing? I don't know why we would expect the results with pedophilia and minor attraction to be any any different than what we've seen with the trans yeah, issue. We are. It's a, it's a very slippery slope to sexual deviancy, and that's what we're seeing all across the board. And I just personally don't stand for it but to shift to a different topic because this never happens ever <laughs> it's literally the first time I think it's happened in like 20 years Saturday Night Live actually had a funny skit <laughs> right it actually had a funny skit so let's watch that skit I'm so glad we're doing this my favorite restaurant with my favorite people honey I agree 100% you know what this is so fun Dinner is on us. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. But, um, Keith, you know you can take your mask off at the table. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know I'm wearing it half the time. <laughs> well, I heard the CDC is going to lift all mask mandates soon. Oh, yeah, I know. It's so weird. It's, it's like COVID's not over, but it's just going to stop. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Oh, you know, that reminds me of this article I read. Oh, honey, what... no one wants to hear about that. <laughs> well, it was in Bloomberg, and I thought it was interesting. What, uh, what article? Well, it Honey. Was, it was just saying how mask mandates had 
I don't know, little to no effect on COVID. Anything. I just sometimes wonder if any of the things we did actually helped. Gina. No, no, no. We can talk about this incredibly complicated and emotional topic. Yes, yes, of course. I will start because, um, for instance, while I am so personally relieved that I'm vaccinated. Careful. I, just, I sometimes wonder if, um, if other people who are hesitant careful <laughs> might not have like a valid what <laughs> not valid but but understandable not tonight help me i think what she means is maybe sometimes we are a little overzealous when we condemn oh no <laughs> I just think that if people are actually losing their jobs... Oh, no. Careful, girl. Look, vaccines save lives. Fact. Okay? They stop the hospitals from being overrun. Fact. Where are you up to? But did I have to dump my oldest friend just because he didn't get... No, 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 booster? Actually funny because this is what I imagine has to happen, right? Because like they just like disappeared COVID, and so this is what I imagine happens: New York City Upper East Side Cafe, and it's like yeah. you've all just submitted to this religion. You knew it didn't make sense, and you're too afraid to now say that maybe conservatives had a point the whole time, right? right. right? Yeah, like bad bad polls to slow the spread. I think is what it is now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those will get you. Knew that's all we needed. Yeah. It's bad polls to slow the spread. Yeah. Right? From the very beginning, it's that's like, all it took. All of a sudden, COVID's gone. Yeah. It's just gone. Yeah, it's gone. But it's crazy. And one of the things that the skit actually mentions later is that, like, oh, well, the science has changed. And one of the characters kind of brings up, like, well, when I mess up at work, I don't just get to say that the science has changed. And we yeah. see that I think New York now has lifted its mask mandate for schools, which is amazing. But also, I mean, it's kind of strange because, like, now that's seen as the safe thing to do. Meanwhile, just a couple months ago, Ron DeSantis was literally committing genocide. Right. Because yeah. he, he didn't want mandates. Not that you couldn't wear a mask if you wanted to, which is what a lot of people think, but just you didn't have to. He hates grandmas, apparently, but now it's safe, science approved. Yeah. What, what a mystery, lady science. Right, it is, it is interesting. And I actually, I was tweeting something to that effect about how um, the governments and the media have overused language. They've been so hyperbolic over the last two years. Like, Ron DeSantis is committing genocide. Mm -hmm. Genocide. It was an insurrection. It's mm -hmm. basically, if you don't wear a mask, it's like war. Like, you know, like you, it, it, this is a war and people need to go. And so now you hear them talking about, you know, using the same words to describe what Putin's doing. But like, it's a genocide. I'm like, does that mean he walked into a cafe without a mask on? Like, what did he, is, is, there, is he actually doing which anything? Level like, yeah, which level of genocide are we at? And, and so it's interesting to see them try to, like, be serious human beings. They're never serious human beings. Do not trust the media. You guys, that is all the time that we have for today. Thanks for joining me on this segment of Candace. If you liked this podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. To watch or listen to the full show, become a member at dailywire.com slash subscribe.
Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.